and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hi everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome. I am thrilled to have a guest on today who I've actually wanted on for ages and I finally got her here. Um, Sammy, welcome Sammy. Thank you so much. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Um, so as you can see, Sammy is full of life. Um, she is one of my mentors. Um, she is my brand builder mentor. Um, and obviously being an entrepreneur and having lots going on, we need to know a lot of different things to make stuff happen. So this morning we're going slightly off topic again. I love a bit of an off topic Q&A, um, but it's also still massively on topic because this morning we're not talking specifically about horsey stuff, but all of this is so, so relevant because we're going to be chatting about the importance of community, um, understandings around how you can make um, a lifestyle out of your passion and still have money. You know, you don't have to be poverty just because you've got passion. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, the fact that we're both wearing something very special here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be telling you a little bit more about what that is and um, and just finding out more about Sammy and yourself, the amazing lady. So sharing some of your thoughts and passions too. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, Sammy, what brings you here today (laughs) (laughs) it's so lovely to be here what what gets me up in the morning is being the one drop that I want to see in the world and to me that is about community and uniting change makers to be that brand that you want to see in the world it's about showing up you don't have to have a business to have a brand by the way you get to choose which brand you are and how you show up in the world each and every moment you can create legacy in each and every moment. You don't have to wait until you die. You don't have to build lots of big stuff to create legacy. Literally, you being in your complete flow on your horse, just being in complete joy and the the living the life that you want to and and achieving the things that you set out to achieve that energy that you create inside yourself by having that complete fulfillment means that that rubs off and it it emanates in everything that you do and just like one drop being that one drop for yourself leads to you creating these ripples that you have no idea that you are making and you just get to show up as yourself and by creating those ripples that then creates a ripple for somebody else and they don't even know that it's happening to them and then they go and be a one drop and then the other people go get to be one drop so to me you know being that brand that you want to see in the world is not about having a business yes I build businesses I've built 10 of my own businesses I run three businesses and travel full-time on a boat I am surrounded by water. Water is my thing. So one drop is something that obviously is important to me. But the key thing is that by being in that power, that energy of who you want to show up as, whether you have a personal uh, dream where to, to be that championship horse rider, whether you want the mindset of somebody who just achieves everything they set out to, whether you just want to live in complete fulfillment every day. If you want to be that smiliest person in the room, that's your brand. If you want to live in complete fulfillment, that's your brand. If you want to be the most miserable person in the world, that's your brand. Just be completely intentional about what your one drop is and how you want to show up every day. And that's really why I get up in the morning. <laughs> wow. So just a small thing then. Just just a small oh, passion oh, there. Then. <laughs> <wonder. laughs> and I absolutely love that because, of course, I always think of this stuff through business because that's often my focus is my business. But but then at the same time, it's so much about helping people be their best, live their best life, find their Eden, which is something that people start understanding a bit more soon. Yeah. Um, finding their bliss, finding what's right for them. And following that and and doing whatever they want to do to make that happen, whatever that might be. So I love that. And it got me thinking as well. There's also, you know, a lot of equestrian influencers. And um, so we call ourselves influencers if, you know, some people are deliberately out there doing it. They're on social media. They're talking about things. They're showing people what they're doing. And they are deliberately an influencer to try and... um, you know, get known, get an income, increase their their brand. But actually, you know, what you've just said is that we're all an influencer, potentially, whatever we're putting out there. 
So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about your thoughts about influence on the world. You know, this idea of the ripple yeah. effect, the one drop, your yeah. influence. Yeah, I I believe that we all have the power to be that influencer, whether we're the influencer of our family and our home, whether we're the influencer in our relationship, whether we're the influencer in our work relationships, whether we're the influencer as the business owner or the thought leader. Uh, you know, you you get to really choose how you show up. And one thing that I always thought about myself was I always thought I was a late riser. I always thought, you know, they say, you know, you get the lark up with the lark or you're an owl that, you know, you do everything at night. And, and I always had done everything at night. So I thought that I was a night person. I never, ever got up early. And I, I was reading books and listening to thought leaders say how they get up at six o'clock in the morning. Or, and I used to think, oh, that's crazy. Why would you do that? And then I switched on and realized that actually what happens when I get up late is I get into doing things for everybody else and that my time when I wake up just becomes everybody else. So whilst I was being the drop, actually, I was being this one drop that was spread so thinly. How could I be a real true one drop for each of the people who I, I want to support? And so I made a commitment to myself that I would get up at 6 a.m., but that I would do two hours working on me before I started working on anybody else. And I cannot tell you the difference in my energy. I thought I would be shattered, that I would be really tired, but the difference in my energy, getting up at 6 a.m. and doing two hours of what I call uh, my hour of Sammy power. So I, I do an hour just working on um, meditation, affirmations and mindset. And then I do an hour of learning of some kind. This to me is my strategic time. This is this, this is future pace. So whether I'm focused on what I want in my life or what I want in one of my businesses, what I want in all of my businesses, what I want in my relationship, um, you know, I have eight stepchildren, so I want to be a great mum. So how can I be that one drop for the kids at the same time as my nieces and nephews and my mum and my dad? And, you know, it's, there's a lot of people that we get up and serve every day and we do it so unconsciously that if we could just spend whatever time you have for yourself, even if it's 30 minutes, do 30 minutes, just get up 30 minutes earlier and work on you you as the one drop. How can you be the one drop for yourself before you start to be that ripple maker for everybody else around you? Because you're going to get up and you're going to um, either you're getting the kids ready for school or if you're all at home right now, maybe it's getting up and making sure the kids have got what they need or you might have a family member that's staying with you. You're going straight into being the one drop for them or your husband or your wife or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your fiance, whoever you've got around you. And then you go to work and then you show up for everybody else. And this one drop becomes so thin that it can lead to enormous burnout. And I experienced that burnout after building my first five businesses and I was building them all at the same time. And I really, really experienced that burnout because I was doing nothing for myself. I had the vision for the business. I had the goals for the business. I had all of these amazing things and it was all around the business. Even my friends were business friends. I, it was like I didn't speak to anybody that wasn't connected to a business anymore you know and and so everything in my life everything that was showing up and I was creating that and I was intentionally creating that I was spending five figures a month on personal development in terms of the business I wasn't spending personal development on me it was personal development for the business and amazing business coaches I was crushing completely crushing my financial goals month on month but I had no goal for me. <laughs> I had no vision for my life. So guess what? I didn't have a life. And and what I realized when I exited my my main business, uh, I built up a big designer marketing and branding agency over seven years. And in 2013, I burned out so badly. I ended up in hospital four times in as many months. I had horrendous chest pains, panic attacks. I started to really 
deteriorate physically and I think I was deteriorating physically because emotionally spiritually I, I had nothing else outside of the business and so what I had was a beautiful house I had a beautiful car I had all the beautiful things I had tons of money no time to spend it I didn't have the things that money couldn't buy so I wasn't showing up as the one drop for me. How could I create ripples for me if I was spread so thinly and doing everything for everyone else? So I really learned the lesson about self-care and looking after your, your own mental health and your own spiritual health. And I, I'm not a religious person, but I do channel into my own spirit and I get clear about what it is that I want. And, and actually by having that time every day at the beginning of every day, what I found is the rest of my day is super, super intentional. So whether you're going to work in a job, whether you're going to work in your own business, whether you're going to work in your family, I think it's so important to put that attention and energy on yourself because how can you be the brand that you want to see in the world? How can your business be successful? How can you successfully lead teams when you can't even lead yourself? So I think, Jenny, the work that you're doing is so important in making sure that the mindset is set, you know, that the compass is set, that the, the little radio station is tuned into UFM, right? That it's, it's absolutely on point with who you are before you get on that horse. You know, I learned a really amazing lesson. I grew up around horses because my aunt was a, a stallion breeder, my, my dad's sister. Uh, unfortunately, she died at 36 of breast cancer. So I was only 11 when she died. And it was like I'd been surrounded by horses and then I wasn't. Bang, done. And I, and I wasn't around horses again, really. And then I was on a documentary two years ago. And I tell you, it was just... <laughs> So I get this call from a lady called Sprite Loriano, who is the producer of this documentary. At the time, it was called Changemakers. It then became Awakening Giants. So I get this call, and um, and I, I think it's a bit of a joke at first. I think it's one of my, my business friends playing a joke on me. But no, she, this woman is deadly serious. Um, she's chosen 100 global changemakers, or she's set her intentions to have these 100 global changemakers. I was one of them. And she wanted to divide us across five locations fly us out to these different locations, put us under a, she didn't say this at the time, but here's how I would describe it. Put you under an insane amount of pressure to see how does a business owner, how do they deal with pressure and stress and, and being put under that pressure in the moment and the, um, the unexpected events that are thrown at you. <laughs> I mean, there was no consistency in anything we did. But a lot of the things they did were like mind game stuff. It wasn't necessarily physical stuff. And some of it was a bit of both. Anyway, I went and did um, the first series and they loved what I did so much. They invited me back for the second one as well. So in August, I flew out to San Diego and I did the first shoot. And then in November, I went out and I think it was 2017, I then flew out to Ecuador. And we, we did all kinds of things on the Galapagos Islands. And, you know, we were taken to some amazing places. And whilst I, I look back on it really fondly, I couldn't say that I really enjoyed it because the amount of pressure they put us under. And um, so we go to the University of Ecuador and we're speaking. We're doing like TED style talks at the University of Ecuador. And they filled these rooms with hundreds of people. And, um, and so first of all, like I'm a bit nervous because we're doing this and, you know, the expectations on you to deliver this wow speech that's going to be on a documentary. It's going to be forever kind of uh, a legacy, whether you like it or not. And, um, and so I'm already a little bit stressed about that. And then they, they take us into this session in the morning. And they they do this work, which absolutely messed with my mind big time. So by the time we get to lunchtime, I'm a mess already, right? I'd already cried on camera. I had snot bubbles. And of course, they want to really zoom in. Oh, look how this person is going through this um, like horrendous time in their business. Oh, isn't it fun? You know, I mean, they want all this stuff on camera. So I've gone through this insanely emotional breakdown in the morning. In the afternoon, they lead us out to this paddock and we're all like looking at each other. What are they going to do? And they bring these horses out. Now, I hadn't been on a horse 
I would think for about 20 something years by the time they, they lead the horse out. And actually, um, I'm looking at the horse thing. I love horses. I'm looking at this horse thinking this is going to be easy, right? Everybody else is freaking out. I'm thinking this is going to be easy. Like when we had to go and sleep with wolves overnight, five and a half thousand feet up in the mountains of San Diego, surrounded by bobcats and all kinds of things, right? Again, like I love animals. So I was like, ah, easy. Yeah, no problem. So they lead these horses out and I'm thinking all good. And then I get on this horse and I just seemed to go to pieces because I was so out of sync with my spirit and so out of sync. My mindset was all over the place because of what I'd been through in the morning. What what originally looked exciting became an, a, a nightmare for the time that I was sat on that horse and my legs were gripped to this horse so hard. And what they didn't tell us was that they were going to get us to ride the horse without a saddle and blindfolded. So already my head's a mess. I, I can't see because I've got this blindfold on me. I'm sitting, I'm squeezing this horse for dear life. And my spirit and my mental health was so out of sync that this horse was all over the place. And and you could you could really tell. And I had so, I had a person holding me either side because I was just I was so fearful of coming off of this horse. And they walk us around the paddock, and they did about three laps of the paddock. And in the end, so uh, Robin Burson, she used to, she was a, a horse whisperer and she had spirit, uh, spiritual and physio type practices for animals. She built up this great business. And anyway, so I've got her, she's one of the people on one of the sides and she just keeps saying to me, Sammy, relax and let go. Relax and let go. As soon as you let go, this horse is going to get in complete alignment. You need your spirits to line up. You need your energy to align. Otherwise, this horse is going to be just like you. It's going to be all over the place. It's going to be gripping onto everything. It's going to want control. It's, it, this horse is mirroring everything that, that's going through your head. So just let go. And after three laps, eventually I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Just let go. And I went from like all over the place and gripping and wanting control and scared of losing it and all these all this fear to just letting go and all of a sudden the horse and I were just like this and really what they were teaching us was if you just let go and trust if you get into complete alignment with yourself that horse is going to do exactly what you want it to do if you get into complete alignment with yourself your business is going to do exactly what you want it to do. You get into complete alignment with yourself. Your team is going to do exactly what you want it to do. And every area of your life will become exactly what you want to manifest it to be, whether it's your brand, whether it's your business, whether it's you, a relationship, your children, your relationship with your children, even your, your animals, right? I came back from that experience. I've got four dogs and two cats. I noticed that because I had changed, my animals became a lot calmer and the training that I thought I would have to do with them to to get them onto the boat because they live on the boat with us I was really panicking before I went out and did this thing because I was thinking oh my god you know they're going to bark all the time but what I realized when I came back and I was more in energy alignment and since I started doing this two hours at the beginning of every morning I could turn the camera around right now you'll see my animals are just laid down chilled out because I'm chilled out. So so as much of a an emotionally stressful lesson that was to be taught, you, you have to be in alignment with whatever you're doing. Because if you're not, then everybody else's energy is going to be able to affect you and impact you. Even going onto social media, you can wake up and think today's going to be the day. Like I'm going to make it happen. This is when X, Y, Z, I'm, I'm just, I'm nailing it. I'm crushing it. I'm doing it. And you get up and then you, you happen to glance at Facebook or Instagram and boom, that's it. Everybody else's energy just takes control of your soul and that controls the rest of your day. And nothing gets built from that place of distraction and overwhelm and frustration and that kind of the, the every fiber of your being being in stress. And you might not even feel stressed. That was one of the big things that I learned when I was building my businesses. Was I didn't feel stressed. I thought stress was something that weak people suffered from. I didn't, I didn't feel stressed. 
I was very masculine as well leading that company, but I was surrounded by men and I'd grown up in a corporate environment. So pretty much everything about me, even the way that I stand, I remember um, going to uh, Power to Achieve, an event that Jenny and I were talking about on my show yesterday. And I remember going and the guy that was running it, he was, he he said, right. And so guys, they stand like this, you know, like cowboys. And I looked down at the way I was standing. I was like, holy frick doodles. I'm actually standing like a guy. Everything about me was masculine. And that, that just was quite a shock actually. And so I had to get to the point where I, I was able to put that mirror up to myself and think, okay, so you know, I think that I've got this great life and I'm doing these great things. But actually, when I look at the reality of what's showing up around me, is it is it them or is it actually me? So it's a really good question to ask. That's amazing. And and I, I love that whole story. There's just so many metaphor in there, just so many incredible things. So just to pull out some things to touch on on everything that you've just said about burnout. And and anyone who knows mm. me and who's heard my story knows that I'm exactly the same. Came from a yeah. male-dominated telecoms corporate environment, burnt out because I was being controlled. I was having to be something that wasn't right for me, even though on paper it was right, even though apparently I was doing well, I didn't feel it. Um, and the interesting thing was, the thing that really made me realize it as well was working with the horses and I was training in exactly what you've been talking about there which is called equine assisted coaching or equine assisted therapy equine assisted learning lots of things and um, my horse was constantly showing me that I was not in line because she Mm -hmm. was a mare beautiful mummy mare as well she'd had babies and things and she just would shut down she'd just shut down and go like nope I'm not listening I'm not going to sort your stuff out. I'm not listening. And all the, exactly like mummies do, like just, just go and deal with that yourself. That's not my problem. You go and sort that out. And it was really interesting because I was stressed and I, I had her on livery. So obviously I was, um, I was just turning up to ride and things like that. And every time I got on that mare, she, she just refused to, to do what I wanted her to do. She'd just go around going, la, 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 la. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. And I was like, why are you not listening to me? And she's like, because I have to zone you out, basically. I don't want to yeah. be around you. You're horrible. <laughs> like, mm. You're this stressed person that's coming up to me and going, will you do what I want? And my results were getting worse. My dressage was horrendous. The fact was I wasn't having time to train as well because I was just like literally booking competitions in every weekend and thinking it would get better. So, you know, it's learning. Um, I had some serious lessons, like you say, you know, learning what I had to do. But so and, and not just about me, but so many of my clients that I work with have really don't realize the impact that the rest of their life has on their riding and, you know, as much as we'd like to think we compartmentalize, we don't. The brain works in the same way across all of our stuff. It's same patterns, same patterns all the time. And I love what you say about just taking some time for yourself. So if people think about um, a lot of people love to muck out or poo pick the field because it's it's very mindful. You're yeah. doing a very simple task and it allows your brain to process. And I have to say, in some ways, I hope my yard owner doesn't hear this, but I do miss poo picking sometimes. (laughs) Not in the rain, not in the cold, but on a beautiful day like today, you know, Um, because it was my time to just be, to just process, to just, you know, think. And so there's probably a lot of people listening to this thinking, well, that's all very well. You know, there's this this lady with lots of wealth who lives on a boat who's telling us, you know, take time for yourself and all these things. But actually, you know, I've got a career and a job and children and I have to look after this horse and, you know, I want to compete and I want to yeah. do these things. Where on earth am I going to find time for myself? And I often say to people, driving is a lovely yeah, time. Definitely. Be- yeah. Because, again, you're having to concentrate on something yeah. physically, um, mucking out, poo picking. If you don't do that bit, then, you know, the type of rides where you're not you're not riding to achieve something in that moment. You're riding just to be with your horse. And mm-hmm. actually, you know, this means hacking out if you can or just riding that day just to do something simple, do some walk work um, or just, you know, going for a chat with with your horse or what have you or just grooming them. You know, those kind of things are just being Simplicity. around them. That's I think exactly the, the, the things that create the most wealth are the simple things, aren't they? Because no amount yeah. of money made me happy. All the money that I had drove me to being that far away from a heart attack. So I'd I'd rather have nothing and live really simply. In, in fact, we literally and deliberately sold everything 
or we gave it away in January to buy a boat. So we went from 23 rooms in this house to a one bedroom boat. Now it's a, it's a big boat, but it's a one bedroom boat, which is significantly smaller. I remember standing in the kitchen of the house just before we exchanged the keys over. And I remember like standing in this kitchen thinking, Hell, you know, this kitchen is the size of the space we're about to move into. So we're, we're, we've simplified so that we could get rid of all of that stuff. So we spent all these years building up the stuff and then went, you know what? None of this stuff actually makes us happy. Let's just give it away. Let's just sell it and, and just lose the stuff and get focused on our own, our own happiness and our own joy. And I think that, uh, you know, from all the entrepreneurs and the influencers that I spend my time with, they're exactly the same. And and what I what I developed was with OneDrop, I realized there are a lot of people like you and I who don't have time. Like I'm getting up two hours earlier than I usually would just to make this time. And and it just happens to be working for me. I never believed it would, but it is working for me. But what I did when I didn't have the time was I used my OneDrop as an anchor. And that's why I designed the OneDrop, because there were so many of our Brand Builders Club members that were saying, Sammy, you know, you do your OneDrop practice every day. How do you do it? And so I mapped it out and I created a meditation and uh, the OneDrop pendant. And my mum makes these pendants. We spent 11 months last year designing and getting the pendant to exactly how I wanted it so that each and every one is completely unique. They look the same, but one might have one tiny little bubble in it and another, you know, I wanted to make them so that they caught the light as soon as um, you're, you stood on stage or you're wherever you are, you just in the first thing in the morning, before I even open my eyes, the first thing I do is I place my hand over my, because I don't take it off, place my hand over my one drop, which is also over my my heart and communication area, and I do my my meditation. And it's a few minutes. It's not, it's not an hour, right? And I do this before now I go and do my two hours of stuff. So even if you just did that, got your one drop, just, you know, don't take it off. Or even if you want to take it off and put something else on during the day, but just overnight, just remind yourself in this peaceful time that you are your own one drop and to look after yourself because we, we've only got this one body and who knows if we come back again. I don't know. I'm going to make the most of this experience just in case this is my only experience, but I'm going to make sure that I, I live each and every day in my one drop energy. So um, I mean, you can uh, go and join the Facebook group and you can go to uh, com. You can get your OneDrop. And when you get your OneDrop, you can then join the, the Facebook community. And that's where the meditation is. And I've got a little affirmation that, uh, that I've, I've given to everybody. So you can put it on the screensaver on your phone just to remind yourself even throughout the day. Just take a minute for yourself and, you know, hold that OneDrop and, and remind yourself that you make a difference and that you matter and that you're important, <laughs> you're needed, you're necessary. You were put on this earth for a reason. And, mm. you know, maybe you're not living the actual reason. Maybe that reason is moving its way towards you. Maybe some stuff in your life isn't going well and the universe is just trying to guide you to the place that you're meant to be. Um, you know, who knows where each of us are, are at and how far on our journey we are towards what we're meant to be doing. But what I do know is that I can be doing what I feel like I need to be doing while I'm in my one drop energy. So if all you do is that, that's going to start getting you in complete alignment. You'll notice that other things around you, even if that two to five minutes a day, just focused on that, just get up, then go. And, and like you say, Jenny, but like being in the car, listening to podcasts just just doing one thing each day for yourself uh mucking out going to the toilet oh you know everyone's got to do that you know no one's gonna have a go at you if you disappear to the toilet and you know just just be at one with yourself if that's what you've got to do 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and it's really interesting what you say about being yourself and being true to yourself and being in that moment. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people, it's really funny when they when they go onto my courses and there are mindfulness exercises in there and you could call the meditation mindfulness. There's lots of different names. They're kind of little differences to each of them, aren't there? But, mm. And they say, oh, I didn't think I'd want to do that kind of stuff. But the difference it makes just listening to I've got five minute one or 15 minute one, just listening to those each day, just reminding yourself that it doesn't matter you are awesome yeah. stop comparing yourself to other people just be who you want to be just do what you want to do all the fear is actually a load of nonsense it's just fear it's just your brain putting blockers in the way because it thinks it's decided yeah. your destiny and it hasn't decided <laughs> your destiny and I always say to people if it's decided your destiny can you tell me the lottery numbers please because you must know something <laughs> I don't you know and when we look at really amazing horse people when we look at horse people that we admire that are doing really well that are the people that we just want to be around because they've just got this way of being with the horses that's incredible. There's no force. There's mm -hmm. no um, no ego. When we're around those people, it's because they are in their place, their energy. And they're often, yeah. it's really interesting, often they're very quiet people. Yeah. They're not big shouty people around the horses. They're not forcing them or making them. Actually, often the best horsewomen and women I know are the ones that are the quietest people that say the least. Um, they're just there and the horses love that like you said in your story about you know just relax and yeah. trust just let go and trust let go and just let go and trust and I don't know about you I think you've probably had some of these situations as well but I've had times in life where I've been at a crossroads and I've had to make a decision and I've stood there shaking thinking do I do this or do I not Totally. and I literally remember doing that once like I knew something was going to really make a difference and that I was going to implement it but it was the last bit of something I had to make it happen and it was risky as hell and uh, I just was literally shaking as I signed this form like what am I doing but it was well, actually I can think of a few really good moments <laughs> like that um, but because I'd committed to doing it I'd committed and said I'm going to make this happen that the change then came because of that commitment. And I often say that to clients as well, just commit to it. If you're not sure, just commit to mm -hmm. it. Because between us saying, yes, you're going to do this, and us maybe having our first session or logging into the first thing or joining the group or whatever it is, things change just in that time because mm -hmm. they've said, this is going to happen and totally. they've trusted. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that I really want to talk to you about is the power of community. Yeah. So we've talked about the ripple effect and the effect that we have by making one action that may not even seem that much to us at the time, but that others see, do, repeat, and it ripples out. And I, it's such a beautiful metaphor. So tell us then about, you know, the power of community, the power of people around us, the power of who we surround ourselves with, because mm -hmm. I know that's really important to you as well. Yeah, big time. Well, I, I think what we've got to do is also, once we've decided who we want to be in the world, we've got to surround ourselves with other people that enable us to show up in that way. Because you could be surrounded by lots of people who are very, very different, but you've all got your one common goal. And actually, I embrace that difference. I love how different everybody is in the Brand Builders Club community. Every single person is so different. And we all learn from each other. But the the greatest thing is that we all have this kind of, it's almost like an invisible co code of ethics, right? And I actually turned that code of ethics into a code of impact that we all live, breathe, eat, sleep, walk and talk by at Brand Builders. And, and by being in that, that power around your own personal values, is really, really important. You know, what? one of the things that I find um, challenges uh, brand builders, certainly, and I can, I can speak from my brand builders point of view, because obviously, it's a community that I've built, and I understand it, and I know everybody in it. Um, and then we've got the how to build a brand community, there's, there's about 6000 people in that community. And so there's mindset, you know, no matter how big you want your community to be or how you're growing it, whether there's, you know, it only takes one person to start a community. <laughs> so once you've got that start, then it's just making sure that you have that culture, I guess. And if you have it, then it's going to start manifesting everywhere else. But here's some of the things that I see quite often with people who join and don't have that support at home and they become a member and they're getting all of this amazing support that's filling them up. 
in the community and then they go back to the reality of a very unsupportive partner or husband or wife and that person doesn't believe in what they're doing and it's so disheartening and so the power of community is incredibly important because you know and I, I've seen it totally change as one of our um uh, long-standing members when they 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 came from a very very successful corporate career built their first business burned out had to walk away from the business so they saw themselves as this massive failure um started to build themselves back up again uh, went through one of my challenges she then approached me and said look I'd love to have a one to one with you I'm thinking of starting my business again but by that point she'd the business had failed she'd gone into this corporate career because it was easy it was a fail safe she went back into that her husband um was supportive of that right up until that point but I guess because what what he'd seen before he'd seen the burnout and he'd seen what she'd gone through he'd gone into protective mode didn't want her to go through that pain again and also her pain caused the family a lot of pain and so he's on high alert by this point so then she decides she wants to to build another business but she wants to do it the right way this time so we have this conversation she comes out to one of my retreats at my family home in France. We spend a week together in a group of six. We brainstormed this new business and off she goes. She starts creating this new business. Well, I started to notice like she was going, she was doing this while she was with us. She was just absolutely the trajectory of her confidence, her, everything about her lit up. She was in pure magic the whole time that we were together. Then she she gets home and then I noticed she was a bit quiet for a couple of weeks afterwards. So I'm like tapping in and uh, how's it going? And she's giving me the answers probably that she that she thinks I want to hear. And in the end, I said, look, let's jump on a call. I'm, uh, there's something that I'm not feeling. We jump on a call and it turns out she's gone home and been completely slammed by her husband who doesn't believe in this business he can't see where the money's going to come from and that's the thing right that, and that's what I find is the the common thing I can't see where the money is in this business there's no money in what you're doing why are you doing it just go back to work and so he was really you know on on this path and so she's coming into brand builders she's getting this amazing energy we're like this umbilical cord for her filling her up topping her up supporting with the ideas affirming what's a great idea giving her feedback on the things that weren't so great so she can just get it right first time she goes back into her business while her husband's at work she's absolutely on a roll he comes home flattens her again so then the next morning we're starting from scratch and and that happened until the point that she launched her first book so she launches her first book and he comes to the book launch and he sees, oh, OK, actually, this this could be a business. But in the meantime, he's still projecting his stuff onto her. So she goes through. She does this amazing launch. He says, you know, I'm really proud of you. He bought her this necklace and, you know, it was absolutely lovely. And then she starts to go back into the business again and he starts all over again and she ended up having to have a really courageous conversation with him to say look this isn't going to work for me I feel like I'm finally making tracks with my destiny I, fi I finally feel like I'm completely on purpose I'm not pushing this business everything that's happening is happening easy for me I feel like it's what's meant to happen this is where I'm meant to be and if you if you don't like it then you don't have to be a part of it, but I will walk away. And I remember her having this conversation with me and telling me what had been said. And he said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> right. Uh, but he did actually try. And she started slowly, but surely her confidence started growing because not only did she then have the support in the community, she then had the support at home as well. And she's now gone on to build a significant coaching business. Uh, she runs retreats herself. She, she publishes books. She, she's got this amazing program. She's launched a membership, you know, brand builders has supported her through all of that. But what I would say is, community is only one part I think what we've you know building that community is really important for yourself I think if you build a community or in fact I don't just think I've proven it many thousands of times with the people that I support is that if you build a community or a, a movement around anything you will always sell more of it so if selling or building relationships and not feeling lonely anymore if you know whatever your reason for doing it community is so powerful and we were 
born to be part of a tribe. <laughs> it was it's, it's in us, right? We hunt together. We 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 grow together. We support each other, and you know everybody looks after the child, not just one person. And that's how it's meant to be. But I think as we've kind of grown as human beings and as we've gone more online and now, you know, this artificial intelligence and augmented reality and there's all of this stuff that's forcing us to be so insular and just be on our phones or just be focusing on ourselves that we forget that the power of community actually starts here with our one drop, um, which then goes on to to ripple into everybody who's around us. Our energy makes a massive impact on everybody else's energy around us, whether it's an animal or whether it's a human or even an object. So, you know, like somebody could pick up an object with that somebody has been holding who's got really horrible, awful energy. You want to put that object down. You might not even know that person, but you, you've automatically, we're made of energy. So we're automatically picking up on that. So I think the power of community is incredibly important, but community does also have to start at home. And also the, the big thing about being part of a community as well, not just creating one, but being part of one is to participate. And I think a lot of people think they've got to spend a lot more time participating than they actually do. If you just spent one minute a day just do a little Facebook Live or just put a picture in that will make someone smile. Just do one thing, one drop every day that creates a ripple for somebody else. You will create massive waves. Ripples make waves. And, and you know, individually we're one drop, but together we're the ocean. And that's how one drop movement really started. Individually we're one drop, together we're the ocean. And, you know, when two or more people have one similar thought and you're on one same aligned track, it is done. It, 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 so it is. So, you know, it's really powerful to bring that sense of community. But you've got to show up. You can't just turn up to a community and expect to take yeah. You've got to give first. And the more you give, the more you receive. The more you receive, the more you can give. And then there's this infinite flow of one drops, which becomes this, this tsunami of whatever you want in your life. You know, I'm, I'm kind of scared to, to have a thought good or bad right so I have to be very intentional that my thoughts are good because like it, it manifests like that I can think about somebody and they'll send me a message I haven't spoken to them for 15 years you know that, that as you start to really get into your one drop energy it'll just flow into absolutely everything things will mm. speed up and you're putting your foot flat on that accelerator but you've got to take your foot off the brake and trust that yeah. it's on its way <laughs> And that's absolutely amazing. And, and it, every time you said community, I thought about the horse community and the people yeah, out there. Yeah. And there is so much at the moment. There is so much good. Don't get me wrong. There's an awful lot of good out there and support and loveliness. There is also a lot of competitiveness, mm. slamming. Mm -hmm. Someone sees a picture and slates it. Someone else, you know, doesn't feel good enough because they've seen someone doing well. Um, you know, the power of community and the power of manifestation, like you said, the power of thinking it and it will be kind of thing. And the ripple effect can also flip completely the other way, can't it? It can if you it depends what your energy goes goes in with. You know, I've really noticed this a lot, especially recently with what the world's going through. Um, I there are a lot of opinionated people out there. And one of the things that I was most concerned about becoming an influencer was that, uh, you know, that I would put things out and I would get slammed. That was one of the things. And so I played really small and safe. And, you know, I built these gorgeous communities. I was very careful about who or have been very careful about who I invite in because it needs to be a safe place, not just for everybody else, but for me too. And, and I played really small. And then through doing the two hours of work that I've been doing, I realized that, um, that actually if I show up as somebody who wants to sell something, and my ultimate intention is for me to get something out of it. That's and when I see this with other people, fortunately, touch wood, it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it happen to other people. And as soon as they go into it with an energy or an outcome that they want something from someone, that's when they get slammed. The people that go into it to just give without any intention of receiving, you don't really ever see them getting slammed, do you? They're, they're the ones that are giving. They're just putting something out. They're not putting a call to action in it other than a call to action for the person on the other end of it to go away and do. There's no sale. There's no 
what's in it for me um and and i i see those people are just living in complete grace complete gratitude complete generosity and they are three things that i focus on whenever i post anything i i i think is it generous am i being grateful by posting this is this something that um you know is gracious is this something that does something for other people? Um, is there an intention behind this where I want something out of it? And if there is, I don't post anymore. If I think, oh, well, I'm doing this so that I can get this, I'm just opening myself up for criticism and trolls. And, you know, it just, if you go into it with the, the, the generous energy with everything that you do, how could anybody argue with that? I remember um, very early on, in fact, I talked about this at the um, the the conference that I was speaking at where you and I met, Jenny. I was watching the replay of it yesterday, taking little excerpts to get it up on the YouTube channel. And I, I was listening to myself talking about, um, you know, the energy and, and being that person you want to see in the world. And uh, and I, I noticed that I was talking about how how you show up and, and um, you know, who you are and what you attract and um I remember being really terrified about trolls because <laughs> I, I had friends who, a really dear friend of mine, Penny Power, she, her and her husband, Thomas, they built this massive business called eCademy years ago. It was before LinkedIn. Um, they had over 600,000 members. You know, they, these are personal mentors of mine. I'm part of a mastermind. I see them every month. We've been chatting this morning. And she, part of her story is they got really trolled badly. She really did get, really, really went through hell and back because of trolls and you know we've had quite a few conversations about it because I said that's the thing that I most fear this was when I started working with them last year and she said but you know what I realize is that my energy was actually creating that and uh, she said you know what I didn't focus on, I didn't focus on myself it was all business 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 when I started to focus on me and get myself into alignment everybody that was attracted to the business were all of a sudden people that were in alignment so I think we have this um, this fear sometimes about how other people are going to respond to us being in our flow and being great. Um, but I remember like being really fearful of this. And, and another dear friend of mine, Barbara Brown, she said to me, um, Sammy, just let the light be your sword. Don't worry about anybody else. Be, let, you don't need to cut anyone. Because I said to her, I don't want to be like all these other people. I know that I've got a duty to get out and speak. I know that it's my right to, to claim my authority in this industry. I know it's my duty to do so. But I don't want to do what all these other people are doing. And at that time, I was surrounded by people who, um, you know, were stepping over each other, were cutting each other out, were, you know, it was just ugly. They were just selling, 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 selling this whole pitch and grow rich thing. It didn't resonate with me at all to the point that I just stopped speaking. I actually stopped speaking for quite a while. I went silent online for maybe six to nine months having been like really influencer to couldn't find me anywhere. And, um, and it was because I'd gone into this massive fear and she, you know, I didn't want to be like these other people to get where I knew I needed to be, but I didn't know the strategy of how to do it another way. And when she said to me, Sammy, just be yourself. <laughs> I realized that I'd been trying to look for the strategy outside of myself and I was looking for mentors, you know, that were on the same level on like the earth plane as such. I'm looking for mentors. Couldn't find anybody that really inspired me. I didn't want to be like the people that I was surrounded with. And so, you know, it was, but the skills that they had, I knew I needed to use to be able to, you know, it was just this awful mess really. And, um, and I didn't feel good. It didn't feel in integrity. So, so when she said that to me, in fact, I, I had quite a bit of a meltdown. Um, I went through about three weeks of not knowing what to do, where to go. I, you know, it was like, I know what I don't want. I know who I don't want to be like, but I don't know who I want to be like. I don't know anybody that I want to be like. And, and actually, um, I, my husband in the end, who's an excellent coach and brilliant with mindset in the end, he just sat me down and went, Sammy, I've gone as far as I can go with you. I don't know how to help you. You have to get some help. You have to think about what you're doing. And I realized that, um, well, A, he was right. 
And like he couldn't coach or mentor me because he was too close to me. But the other thing was that actually I was so freaking busy trying to look at like who would inspire me, who could inspire me that I wasn't looking in the right place. I wasn't looking in here and I wasn't looking up there. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, what if I just got completely in tune? You know, I had a couple of conversations with, I did send a text to three people who I was close to. Um, one of them was Daniel Priestley, uh, the founder of Dent and uh, Dent Global. Um, and he said to me, Sammy, you need my dad. My dad is excellent. So Andrew Priestley, who's now one of the mentors in Brand Builders Club. Um, in fact, he published all of the, the Law of Brand Attraction books. Um, you know, he said, you need my dad. He's brilliant with X, Y, and Z. This is what you you need from a business perspective. I went, brilliant. So right, I hired his dad, Andrew, immediately. I reached out to Andrew. Andrew's been my coach on and off now for about five years and a dear, dear friend. Um, the second person that I contacted was Thomas Power. And I reached out to Thomas and he immediately came back to me, said, give me 40 minutes. And then we jumped on the phone. We were probably on the phone for about 40 minutes and he gave me all the advice I needed for other parts of my business. Brilliant. Thank you so much. The third person that I texted, I texted him back and I said, thank you so much for coming back to me, but I've actually got what I need now. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to speak to you, so I won't waste your time. And, um, and that was it. Uh, but I got off of the phone from them and I realized I had all the business elements of it mapped out, but I still didn't have me mapped out and um, and so spiritually I needed to to work on myself and and emotionally and and uh, mentally as well and so that's when I had a conversation with my friend Barbara who's also in brand builders she's a brand builder in Dallas in Texas and um and she just said to me let the light be your sword you don't have to cut anyone down you don't have to be like anybody else just shine the brightest and those other people they'll just fall away and all you will ever attract will be other lights so um so you know that that was a way of me getting through that process uh, a long-winded way sorry for <laughs> taking so no, long no, but yeah. was, you know it was just that that sometimes we've just got to go through the process I mean you can certainly speed up the process by listening to a story like this and thinking oh great I don't have to go to two years or three years like she did you can just go oh thought pattern okay <laughs> contact yeah, the master in this the master in that and then master yourself and yeah. if you if you do that then you know, but but always remember that your mentors aren't just here. Your mentors are also guiding yeah. you, whether you believe in spirit or source or God or universe, whatever it is, you have to have faith that there is something bigger and there is something bigger that's guiding us. And if we don't tap into that, then we're always just going to be doing and we're going to yeah. be doing really hard. And doing and is hard. Being yeah, absolutely. is in flow. And it's lovely, actually, because that story that you told about you finding your light is got so many parallels to a story of a client that I had who came to me because she had a, a particularly difficult horse who'd had problems and had thrown her off and things as well. Mm. And um, so she wanted to get over the fear aspect of that, to be able to continue competing and yeah. doing well with him and going up the levels. That was the plan. She got in contact with me and we worked through some of that stuff. Then we always go deeper. I don't just look at symptom. We always go causation. Yeah. And actually, we ended up getting to the point where she realised that he wasn't actually the right horse for her. And and long story short, she actually had to have him put to sleep, which is very sad, but the right thing. So then she went to get another competition horse. Because that's what she wanted to do, apparently. She wanted to compete. She went and got another competition horse. And all the stuff that surrounds having a competition horse that you've got, like you say, you've got to be doing. There's a lot of doing involved mm. in competing <laughs> and performing and doing well. Um, and she realised one day on this yard that the horse was lovely, it's really nice. She just realised that actually um, she didn't really want a competition horse anymore. She actually didn't want to be on the dressage treadmill. She didn't want to be aiming for more, more, more all the time. That wasn't what it was about. So she sold him. And she went out looking for a horse. And she came to me for a session because she was on one of my packages. And she said, right, you know, like, I know kind of what I want but I don't really know what I want so we did a session that wasn't about you know age sex height that kind of criteria that people normally look for in a partnership whether that be a human or a horse right <laughs> um, 
we went for much more what's it going to feel like when you sit on them what's it going to be like when you ride them what do you actually what do you what does your heart say you want to be doing is it yeah. really going up through the levels of dressage is it just enjoying your horse this is your downtime this is your hobby it doesn't earn you money what do you want to be doing with it? anyway so one of the things she came across one of the things that she said was obviously i don't want a gray horse now a lot of people will say i don't want a gray horse and anyone i don't know if you can see behind me a pit on there you can't see a picture i have a gray horse because i said i didn't want a gray horse and anything you say you don't want can't be processed <laughs> so we all end up with gray horses it's because of the amount of time it takes to clean the poo off all the time right <laughs> and um so so anyway so she came and she wrote me this note with this picture of her looking so happy on this gray mare saying i didn't want a mare and i didn't want a gray but she's perfect and she's having an absolute ball now right. because that horse aligned perfectly with yeah. what she wanted and, she and the really sex and the color gone. didn't matter yeah and she's in flow and she is loving it and actually she did a q a with me as carla butler if anyone wants i have to a great story about um law of attraction uh about well this must have been about 2017 this this taught me a huge lesson um so we we went and delivered this um cruise so i took 16 entrepreneurs on a cruise around mexico we did a brand builders cruise so, yeah it was uh, january 2017 and um and so off we go we go on this cruise and bob doyle from the secret who's actually wrote the forward in the laura brand attraction book he um he was one of my speakers on this cruise and so we're we're going round and we're traveling and we're having a whale of a time. And um, so we get to the end of this cruise and Bob says to me, whenever you're in L.A., you're going to have to come and stay. Like, you know, we, we got on so well. You have to come and stay. So um, so <laughs> we, we do this cruise. Then I fly off to I go straight to Canada from this cruise, which was a hell of a shock because it's January or end of January going into the beginning of February. Um, I've gone from like stupid, hot on this Caribbean cruise or cruise around Mexico to minus 40 in Calgary. So we fly into Calgary. I'm dressed like this because <laughs> I'm dressed from a cruise for a cruise. Wasn't prepared for like walking out into the, the cold and your nose totally freezes up. I mean, it was just crazy. So we, we go and I deliver this retreat uh, in uh, Calgary. And uh, so we go out, we do this retreat and actually Barbara, let the light be your sword. Barbara was on the cruise and Barbara says to me, Sammy, I've learned so much from you this week. I feel like I need to be with you uh, again. Like, you know, can I come to, to Calgary? And I said, well, of course you can, you know, just you've got to work it out, but <laughs> here's where we're going to be. So she flies back to Dallas from New Orleans, where we sailed out on this cruise. She comes and meets us in Calgary. So we do this retreat and uh, in the Rocky Mountains, and then she uh, she says to me, "Sammy, I'm not I'm not ready to to leave you yet." I'm because she her husband had been running the business and her husband was dying, so she needed to master how to take over this business from him. So she's like learning everything that I'm teaching as we're going through, and she's working on the business. She's starting to feel like she can take this over and confidently continue to grow it. So she says, um, "You know, can we can we uh, do something? Where else are you going now?" And I said, "Well." you know we've been working even though we've been on the cruise and in, in Canada and they're beautiful places when you're working you don't actually rest when you're doing it so it's nice places to work but you don't really see much of it so I said well actually you know it's my birthday on the 11th of February uh, and by this point it was about the 5th of February and uh, I said so actually we decided that we've we've always flown through LA or we've gone to LA and I've spoken at an event or I've attended an event and then I, we've flown back again we're actually going to go and see Bob and we're going to go stay and we're going to have some fun and she said oh well um you know I want to come with you can I come with you I'd really like you to work on my brand if I pay you a significant amount of money will you do that and I was like Barbara money doesn't mean anything to me no <laughs> you know I've done the work I'm going out and I'm on holiday now well that's that night, she puts five figures in my bank account and she says, I really, 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 really want to work with you. It's like, oh, okay, all right, just one day, but we'll have to do it on the 9th of February. So I've got a day off and then it's my birthday. I want to be completely, you know, have a great time. So she says, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll do that. So we work together. And that night we go to Bob's and he's done this great barbecue and uh, and we're sitting there eating this barbecue. And Bob says, um, you know, hey, Sammy, do you like roller coasters? I said, well, I used to when I was a kid. Why? And Greg's going, she loves roller coasters, loves roller coasters. My husband, right? He's throwing that in. I went, shut up, you. <laughs> and he's going, no, she loves roller coasters. Why? What you got in mind? 
And we thought he was thinking of like some theme park or something. And he says, well, I've got this great virtual reality suite. He said, I, you know, after dinner, I want to show you this VR suite. So he's basically converted one of the bedrooms in his home to this massive VR suite. So me, Barbara, my husband, we all go traipsing into this virtual reality suite. Virtual reality suite. So Barbara, she's like 70. She goes in. She has a whale of a time with, uh, you know, all these different uh, programs that Bob puts on. And then um, he gets this roller coaster on. And he said, right, Sammy, so he gives me the headset and I've got these gloves and things on. And he said, okay, so um, and, and what I see in front of me are different options. And there's like a, a red, an amber, and a green, just like a traffic light system. And he says to me, okay, so Sammy, select the green one. And um, and I, I, I'm looking at this red one going, holy shit, I don't want that one. Oh, my God. Like, it looked like a nightmare. <laughs> right? And Bob went, oh, no. I said, what? And he said, you focused on it for more than three seconds, didn't you? I said, I don't know. He said, you're going red. Oh my God, I can't even tell you how sick I felt. This thing threw me around all over the place. I had to take the thing, well, he actually had to take the thing off of me. They they kind of dragged me through to his living room and I was just laid on the sofa. Barbara's there with this peppermint oil rubbing it under my nose, trying to bring me around again. I've never felt so sick in my life. And Bob comes and sits next to me, says, you know, Sammy, now's probably not the time for a lesson, but you know, you do get what you focus on, right? <laughs> I was like, for God's sake, like the master of the law of attraction. That is, <laughs> to give me this lesson that is through so me rich. actually doing it. And um he said, you know, I did tell you, just focus on green. And I thought, crikey. And I said, like, how long do we actually have? Like, you know, that was that three-second rule when you're looking at a virtual reality and you just stare at it and then it selects it for you because you I suppose you're you're having to do everything through thought um with VR. And, uh, and he said, no, it's the same with life. He said, if you focus on anything for more than three seconds, you get exactly what you what you think about. So, like, I have to literally catch myself. If I can feel myself getting into, like, anger or frustration or overwhelm, I have to immediately, because I learned that lesson and I just know what's coming if I don't get myself back out of it. But the law of attraction, it's, it just, it's a law. It does happen. <laughs> it's powerful stuff. It yeah, absolutely. It is powerful stuff. Wow. Amazing. I love that story. That is fantastic. And, and you know, again, if we think about the horses, the thing I always say to people is you'll be riding along and you'll be going to your horse, don't spook, don't spook, don't right. spook. And do you know right. what? Funnily enough, yep. they do because they you can't process negatives, on. you know, mm -hmm. so you get what you focus on. And yeah. their horses are the most incredible teachers of that. <laughs> if you really tune into your horse, they are telling you a lot yeah. um, and it just makes you such an amazing, brilliant rider, but you've got to get out your own way in order to do it. And do you know yeah. what? I, I can't say I've hundred percent mastered it yet. I'm always learning. Um, and I have a gelding instead of a mare who's far more placatable and far more like, Oh yeah, okay. I'll just do what you say then mum. That's great. <laughs> um, which is really weird because when I was in a very masculine energy, I was completely surrounded by female, female dogs, female horses, and now I'm in a fem much more female energy and what I do, I'm surrounded by women all the time. So what have I got? I've got a male dog and a male horse. But there we go. So there I want to give you the lessons that you're meant to have. Yeah. I must have complete equilibrium because we've got two male, two dogs, two bitches, and then we've got a, a female cat and a, and a male cat. You, you know, it's really funny on the marina that we're in right now, they, <laughs> like through COVID, we ended up at this place called Newark. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, you've got it's they, they call this the ark because there are so many animals and people like there's me and Greg. So we literally are two by two. And when we take the dogs out, they go as a pack if we take them all out. So we have to take them out two at a time. And so everybody on the marina calls us the ark and we're in new ark. And we were like, oh, my God, is this biblical or something? <laughs> That is fantastic. <laughs> cool. So thank you so much. That have just been like, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it back again and just process all <laughs> the stuff that was included in there. Is there anything that you kind of want to finish up with, round up with, sum up with, to just kind of bring it all back together again? I think um, the, the key, one thing I know for sure is that when you are in complete alignment and flow with what your one drop is, like your one drop, not other people's one drop, your one drop is unique to you. As I said, you know, even when we make these one drops, even if we could put eight of them in the, the, the glass fusing kiln at the same time, each and every one of them come out differently. 
each and every one of us, we go through the same process of birth usually. Well, we have to go through the same birth process of birth for the, the actual conception and, you know, the, the, the growing of us. But we all still come out unique and different with a completely different DNA, different blueprint. Um, you know, so just like that one drop, we've got to be ourselves. So so be yourself, because as they say, everybody else is taken. Be yourself. Get into that one drop energy flow. And if you want to get a one drop, just go to www.onedropmovement.com. And we've got the, the One Drop Movement Global group on Facebook. So go across and join the group. I'm going to be running a challenge very soon. It's all about one drop and how we can pay it forward and be that gift for somebody else. So it's not about sales. It's not about business. It's not about marketing. It's about how we can be showing up and and building our own internal community before we we get involved and be part of or even grow our own communities so I'd love for you to join me on that and and be that drop you want to see in the world but just keep focusing on being that one drop and and start now just start right yes. now right now, yes, now. You just start Don't right, right now, now right now just just do it just start right now and do it for for you cool do it for yourself Thank you so much. Um, I could talk to you for hours. So um, <laughs> I think we have this week. I we've think we have spoken to each other for ages, and then all of a sudden we've 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 been together probably about four hours this yes. week. <laughs> there we go. Obviously, <laughs> that needed to be. It did. So thank you so much, Sammy, for your unbelievable wisdom and your knowledge, and for sharing all of that with us and um if anyone wants to ask you a question or get in touch with you obviously there's the one drop element but how yeah. else can they do that uh, well join the group the one drop movement global group and um or you can go to sammyblindell.com just my name.com and um and you can find lots of resources and stuff you, if you google my name you'll just find me wherever you want to find me so if you're best on instagram you'll find me there you can just go connect with me there or youtube or facebook or pinterest you find whichever way is best for you and you can just communicate with through with me through that that wow. medium so i look forward to it i look forward Amazing. to seeing one drops together and thank you so much for inviting me today jenny you're so welcome it's been an absolute pleasure and i'm sure we'll see and hear lots more of you in the future too oh i'd look forward Thanks, to Sammy. that and i hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as i did if you want to listen to more of them then please do follow us in apple in google and on podbean Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone. Who got this? You got this?